what's up y'all what is going on i'm dj quest one this is the drive this episode we talk about punk rock the relevance of punk rock today and what it did to also breaking out to the mainstream pop culture of today's youth and today's you know current events and stuff that happens today uh see you hear this song in the background this is on a i want to say um a gin commercial I saw it the other day and I was like this is freaking misfits wow I wonder if Glenn Danzig got paid so I got into punk rock maybe mid 93 94 probably uh, eighth grade going into going into the uh, to the eighth grade uh, my sister was really into into grunge, into uh, a bunch of rock bands, you know, a bunch of the whole grunge scene in the early 90s. But her friend, she had a friend named Frank who had this Misfits shirt on. And I was like, Who's, who are the Misfits? And he's like, you don't know who the Misfits are? And I was like, no. And he's like, listen to them. So then he, he let me borrow a tape. And I liked them. I was like, wow. Uh, cassette, for all those that don't know what cassettes are, they were before CDs, before MP3s and all that. Uh, so it was vinyl. And then it was 8-tracks. Uh, then after 8-tracks was cassette tapes. Then after cassettes, it was it was uh, CDs. Then after CDs, it was Laserdisc. But Laserdisc didn't really... Or was it laser? No, laser discs first, then CDs, compact discs. Laser discs never did, never did much. Then there was the um, digital world that we're living now, which is MP3s and streaming and all that stuff. Anyways, uh, so I like the Misfits. I like the attitude, and I like uh, skulls. And uh, from then on, I started doing a little bit more digging. So when I got into high school. I was still really heavy into grunge, uh, you know, and alternative. It wasn't until I was about maybe a sophomore or junior that I really heavily got into punk rock. So then I did more digging. I went to uh, probably about sophomore year. I I had some no effects CDs, Pennywise, uh, and then I had a friend Gilbert in high school that had a bunch of old school punk rock. Seven seconds. He let me borrow. It's, and then uh, my my other sister's friend, she was really into punk rap. She let me, she let me borrow. A, see see how it was back then, people. You borrowed tapes. There was there was internet, but it was the early stages of internet. So this this at the time is around 95, 94, 96. They YouTube wasn't around, so you you can you you could go online and then look for music, but you know, not everyone had a computer, and if you did have a computer, you were rich. And at the time, I would go to the library to to use the computer and get on the internet. But I wouldn't get on the internet to, to listen to music. I'd get on the internet to to browse and to chat with other people uh, online. AOL, AOL chat, and they had these things called the message boards that you would. It wasn't live stream. It was pretty much. You would post your comment, and then another person would post after that. You would refresh it. So it's kind of like a chat, but not a chat. Anyways, um, so then 
I started getting into more punk rock and uh, I, I would play guitar. I started playing guitar in eighth grade, seventh grade. And I knew, I figured that it was really easy to listen to, 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 to learn these songs. So I started, I started playing uh, a lot of punk rock and Misfits, uh, No Effects at the time, uh, some Green Day, Green Day, some Offspring. Green Day was, was punk rock. They were punk rock before they really went mainstream. So was Offspring, but at the same time they came out fairly around the same time. And uh, I think the first album was uh, Kurt Plunk from Green Day, and then uh, I want to say Ignition. Ignition is uh, Offspring, but Offspring was a little bit more harder. So then it was there was uh, there was no effects that I got into, and then there's a Fat Mike who has records of uh, who has his own label called Fat Court Records and he signed this band called Suicide Machines. And Suicide Machines, pretty good band. I went to go see them. I went to go see uh, the Voodoo Glow Scouts who signed the Epitaph. Epitaph was a, was a label that a bunch of punk rock bands used to sign to. Uh, Offspring was signed to Epitaph. No Effects was signed to Epitaph. Pennywise was signed to Epitaph. Bad Religion was signed to Epitaph. So pretty much a lot of these California, uh, mostly some of them, mostly they were all from California. It's a California-based label, but uh, Epitaph was a big label that put out a bunch of punk rock. And, you know, I remember going to Blockbuster Music. For, uh, now, I'm going back, y'all. If y'all remember that, I remember that vividly. Going to Blockbuster Music and listening to punk rock. You know, you would be able to listen to get the CD and they would open it for you and you could listen to it, believe it or not. Or if they had a copy. From what I remember, but I know they had like these listening stations that you can go to. I remember that. Um, and I would, so I had all these punk, and then Misfits, of course, and then the Mew Misfits came out around '96. Uh, was it '97? Could be '97, I want to say, which is Michael Graves. I got to see them. The show was amazing. I've never seen so many punk rockers in my whole life. I mean, I'm talking about a lot. And a lot of old school heads were at that show. Uh, we're, we're, while we were waiting in line to, we were, we were waiting in, li- uh, in line to get in, um, Michael, not Michael, uh, Dr. Chud was, was filming with his camcorder. And he goes, look, all the fiends, look at all the fiends. And because the, what they call the fans, misfits, they call them fiends. The Fiend Club is, is what it's called. And he's all, look at all the fiends. And uh, he, we, I looked and it was Dr. Chud and everybody's like, yeah. And the line was wrapped around the, the building. Yeah, it was. But it influenced me a lot, punk rock. Uh, and I used to have, I was in a band. I was a drummer. And later on, I was a guitarist. I was in a band called Sour. And... We didn't do much, but we just pretty much jammed out. It was me, and it was Vidal. He was my uh, my girlfriend's brother at the time, and or I mean they're still related, but yeah. And my girlfriend at the time, she was, she, you know, so he was a guitarist. I was a drummer, and then later on, I was in this other band called Zombies AU. I was in the early stages of that band. I was too, I was, I was too busy partying and doing what I wanted to do, and. I care less about really doing music, so they, I got kicked out. I was the, the basis for that band. And that was my girl, my my sister's boyfriend's band. 
And then after that, I didn't play for a very long time. So probably in 2008 and 2009, I I got a drum set and I bought a guitar. And I was I was just looking to jam out, and I joined another band. We just jammed out. We never really did any gigs, but I enjoyed I enjoyed most part of it. You know, fun fun part of it. It was jamming out and. I had my garage, I already had a house, and and this was in San Antonio, and uh, we jammed out. But I did record a song called I Don't Want You Around. I play the guitars, drums, and bass on it. Um, it's on SoundCloud if you ever get a chance to see it. It's, uh, it's www.soundcloud.com backslash quest1. That's Q-W-E-S-1. And if you go to um, I Don't Want You Around, it's going to be under Lord Quest. <laughs> that was my uh, punk rock name. But punk rock, so let me go from the beginning. So once I got into it, I really, really got focused in the lyrics. And and I was under the impression, you know, when I was younger, I was like, well, if you're an MTV, you're good. But then I was like, the whole media washes, pretty much brainwashes you to tell you, feed you this this line of bullshit that if you're not on the radio or you're not on MTV, you're no good. And I was under the impression at the time, mind you, I'm about 11 or 12 at the time, that I'm hearing this, you know, not punk rock, but hearing this, oh, they're on the radio, they're really good. Now, that you grow, as you grow older, you, you tend to sing like, this band is really good and they don't want to be so one of the songs that i i do remember from no effects is called please play this song on the radio and the song is pretty much mocking the mainstream media and it dawned on me like they don't want to be on the radio and they're really talented musicians fat mike can play the bass guitar and uh el jefe can play um the trumpets and he can play the guitar and the bass so they're really talented they're really talented uh, musicians so the song is a really catchy tune and it's really it's a really good song you know it goes please play this song on the radio and and then it says you can't play this song on the radio and I was like, this song can be on the damn radio. It's that good. It's that good. But they're mocking it like we don't need the mainstream. So their album, Punkin' Troop, like went gold without any radio play. Okay? Without any radio play. And I want to give a shout out to the Ramones for making it into the Hall of Fame. For being the pioneers of punk rock. I got to see Marky Ramone perform at the White Rabbit. Never got, to, never got a chance to see the Ramones. I believe they were on one of the Lollapaloozas um, when they were all still alive, and this was '97. I never got a chance to go to Houston. They actually they actually were here in Houston, where I live. Um, it's almost 21 years ago. So, yeah, 22 years ago, matter of fact, because yeah, '97, 2018. That's 22, 22, uh, 21 years. Yeah, 21 years. 21 years ago. Because 18 is 18, 98, that's 20. Man, I feel old. Okay. Anyways, so that got me into punk rock. The Ramones, I can't even remember. I, can't, I remember 
um, back in the days they had Columbia House and they had BMG Records and they had to where you would you would pay like a dollar or two dollars pretty much you're paying for shipping and handling and you would get like 10 CDs so that well, that was the catch but once they got once they got the 10 CDs then you would have to pay a monthly fee and you would get you know CDs uh, two or three CDs every month or something like that so I got the uh, Ramones um, greatest hits I love with it but prior to hearing the Ramones and I liked them I didn't know it was the Ramones was on uh, Pet Cemetery 2 they're on there and I was like I liked that I didn't know who they were though you know now you can just google it like you now you just shazam isn't technology amazing now you just shazam and you're like oh it's the Ramones Back then, you had to figure out, you had to wait till the end of the movie to look at the credits, you know? But especially if you're watching at someone's house, you don't want to be rude and say, okay, I'm going to stay to watch who, you know, the credits is so I can so I can get write the song down in the band. Anyways, I uh, also got into Minor Threat. So it was the straight edge, straight edge, Started with with minor thread. So, being that they were very hard, they're from, they're from Washington D.C. They are straight edge. And Ian McKay, he doesn't drink, doesn't smoke. He's very hardcore punk rocker. It's crazy. And when I first heard him, I was like, man, this guy's hardcore. But I wasn't listening to the lyrics. I was just listening to uh, to the beat and just like, man, this guy's hardcore. So I was I used to skateboard, and this guy's like, I go, man, they're hardcore, man. They party hard, don't they? And this the skater kid's like, what are you talking about? They're straight edge. I was like, what do you mean they're straight edge? She's like, yeah, they don't smoke or drink. I was like, wow. So I'm listening to this, their lyrics, and there's a song called. Um, it's about doing drugs. And he goes, I'm, I'm a person just like you. I, I got better things to do. Get high. He's talking about getting high. Um, but he's mocking people getting high and stuff. And I, I misinterpreted the, the lyrics. Because I thought he was he wanted to get high. I, I didn't really pay attention. And I was like, these guys are freaking straight edge. It's crazy. I would have never thought. But their main influences are Bad Brains. Bad Brains... Um, is a good, a very good punk rock band from also also from DC. Um, there's also a, a documentary called um, Youth Brigade, I want to say, and it, it it follows this punk rock band on their Youth Brigade, Youth Brigade, I want to say, and and uh, Mike Ness from Social Distortion is on there, and he's got to be young. He's got to be 19, 18 maybe at the time, and he gets really fucked up and he's partying and acting like a fool but then Ian McKay comes on and he's working at Baskin Robbins you know and he shows his little studio in his basement so it was it was an interesting documentary you get a chance to check it out it's called Youth Brigade it's about punk rock in the early stages 
Um, or the band, should I say. Anyways, um, so going back to, to, uh, to mainstream and, and punk rock, kind of went the different direction with, uh, kind of got distracted with, uh, um, with Minor Threat. So, uh, so I was like, these bands are good and they're not on the radio. And I got into the Exploited, I got into Chaos UK, uh, Chaos AD, is it Chaos AD? Chaos UK. I got into Subhumans, I got into um, the Sex Pistols. Sex Pistols were only there for a little bit. Uh, Johnny Rotten's band after that, Public Image Limited, PIO, was pretty good as well. It wasn't too much punk rock though, but it was good. It, they were pretty big in the 80s. Um, but the whole the whole argument with is that who started punk rock first? Um, was it United? Was it the people in England or was it people here? It, I want to say that if it wasn't for the Ramones, there would be no punk rock. So, I mean, just saying. The Ramones started what? 73, 74? 1973, 1974? And, um, so, I, I used to skateboard. And I used to, and I used to tag, and I used, and then I used to listen to punk rock. But I also like hip-hop. But I I understood why I like punk rock and hip-hop. Well, they're both genres that... It's not for them... That's not for your everyday people. Now hip-hop is really big. Punk rock is still underground, and punk rock will remain underground. It just remains underground. You're not going to sell millions of records if you're a punk, you know, if you're a punk rock band. I mean, Blink-182 crossed over, and they did it. So did the Ramones. Ramones... Half, I guess you could say, that song. Hey, ho, let's go. It's it's in every stadium. It's so that you know whoever holds royalties of it. Um, Joey or Mar or um, Dee Dee that passed away. Joey passed away. Um, and Tommy, you know, Tommy's still alive, I think. So whoever owned the publishing to the Ramones, or if whoever's collecting they're eating paid to this day because that song is so popular but I saw their documentary too it was really good um, Joy was saying that when they first got together that they thought that there was some Flamingo Spanish band because they were called they were calling them the, los, the Ramones you know because the way it's spelled the Ramones the los, so they were like Los Ramones <laughs> anyways they're big influence in me and punk rock, you know. Uh, one of the things you will have to say, I will have to say about punk rock is they don't care what you think. You know, they don't care what you think. They're going to do what they're going to do. So, going back to hip-hop and punk rock, the Beastie Boys were a punk rock band, believe it or not, before they... Uh, damn, fool. Almost hit this guy here. Just didn't even pay attention. Um, so th they were doing their own thing it comes from the streets it comes from broken homes uh, but see the thing about it is punk rock's a little bit more uh, I want to say violent as far as mosh pits getting into fights fucking up people hip hop was more like having a good time you know break dancing graffiti 
DJing. More of it's an art. It's an art form. It's four elements. Punk rock was like you go to the show, you're gonna get fucked up. You're gonna listen to bands. You're gonna dive off the stage, and you're gonna mosh. Now, uh, believe it or not, I had a friend that saw the Dead Kennedys, the Ramones, in San Antonio at the Cameo. And another one saw the Dead Kennedys, and they were moshing. They were like slamming, and the people were so narrow-minded at the time. This has to be the late 80s, the late the late 70s, early 80s. They stopped the show because they thought that they were fighting. So they weren't informed what slamming and moshing is. But I got into the smosh pits, believe it or not. I was number about 95, 100 pounds back then. Getting mosh pits being thrown around like a rag doll, but uh, I will say this: it was a lot of fun. You know, it was a lot of fun. I got to get in the mosh pits and stuff. Um, but I went to the Lollapalooza back in '97, '98, where No Effects was there. No, 2000. 2000 No Effects, and I think the headliner was. Want to say the? I want to say it was Offspring. Was it Offspring? Maybe it's a different concert. I saw Offspring too, but no, Offspring was a separate concert. But it was Lollapalooza. No, Lollapalooza, it was uh, the Warp Tour. And OFX was headlining. And I got to see them. I got to see a band called Flogging Molly. Really good band. Uh, who else was on that ticket? And then uh, Mike Caballera, uh, Caballero, Caballero um, the skater, was there. He was happy, he was doing his tricks on a half pipe. Um, it was pretty cool. Uh, that was a that was a cool tour, Warp Tour, because they have the it, it combined the skaters and the bands and the music festival together. So I definitely like that. But the Lollapalooza was another one festival that had all kinds of bands, um, and that one had the Ramones in '97. I didn't get a chance to see them, but. Um, so I got into it, and uh, once I graduated, I still will listen to punk rock. Didn't go to as many shows as I was when I was when I was single. But once I graduated, I was automatically a dad. I was a young dad, so I had to work. But I still like to go to concerts. So I would go to concerts every now and then, but not like I used to. When you know, when you. Well, you don't have a responsibility just to go to a job or to go to college. And you can party it up all you want and you can go to shows. But when you're a dad it's the, and you want to be, be responsible, father, you you don't do that. This is the Bad Brains. The name of the song is called It's Come. Um, they actually got back together and toured. I would have loved to see them. They're very talented. They also can do uh, reggae. So, if you ever get a chance to listen to them, or even buy one of their CDs, 
or even just listen to them on live on streaming. I'm pretty sure they're on streaming devices, Spotify, iTunes, whatever. Um, they're a really good band. They're a really good band. Uh, I got into Ran. But one of the other bands that I got into, I got into Rancid and Operation Ivy. I man. So one of my friends, he his his cousin was into punk rock, and she had all kinds of shit. She had all kinds of tapes, and I, she let me borrow his, uh, Operation Ivy. Man. So Operation Ivy is a part of a uh, Rancid. I think that uh, Armstrong, which is uh, the he was the guitarist for Operation Ivy, he took over for Rancid, and he's the lead singer. But in Operation Ivy, he wasn't the lead singer. Operation Ivy is amazing. I think they're one of my favorite punk rock bands. Top five. But they didn't last long. They broke up. Just like Minor Thread broke up. So the only really live members of punk rock band like they can really play, I want to say, is Bad Brains. I think they're all still alive. I don't know about Minor Thread. I have to check. And I know that the Misfits got back together in Chicago two years ago the actual band Misfits which is Glenn Danzig, Doyle um, uh, who is the other guitarist name um, who is it? Doyle um, Gerione and um the drummer is he was the actually he was a an illegal or something some point um he was European but he didn't have a visa so he couldn't travel with the band so they got a replacement but he was a drummer for the Misfits in the 70s and the 80s believe it or not anyways uh they're still alive I would love to see them I think they've maybe done two or three tours, but that's amazing to have that band come together after all these years and all the turmoil that they've been through and legal legal battles that they've gone with each other. I think that, that Jerry Only just and Glenn Dazzy should sit down and write songs together one last time, at least for the people. So here's the thing about the Misfits. They never went platinum. They never sold thousands of, you know, millions of records, but they have a huge fan base. I mean, if they were to have a concert today in Houston, there's going to be a bunch of people that are going to go. There will be a bunch of people that will go. They have a shitload of fans wherever they go, and that's amazing. So if they were to give us a final record, that would be amazing. This this look this stem this is them right here. Yep, that's 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 Glenn Danzig, the evil Elvis, Glenn Danzig. Oh, I saw, so there's a, a festival called the Punk Rock Bowl Fest in Vegas next year. I'm thinking about going. It's uh, headlining is Rancid. You got the Descendants. You got um, 
who's the, a couple other bands that are opening. I think it's Bad Religion that's also there on that bill. Um, and that is, I've been wanting to see the Descendants for a long time. Uh, they hardly tour. So I would like to see them. And I think Pennywise is on that bill too. So, I mean, you have a lot of good punk rock bands. It's a three-day festival. I probably just want like just to go for one day to see them. You know, um, but we'll see. Another another band that I love was Face to Face. Thought they were an amazing band. Um, I like them too. I like the. Um, what else? I'm thinking about the punk rock bands. That, punk rock bands that I like. Um, Bad Religion. Love Bad Religion. Um, that's another good band. Uh, Gimme Gimme. Gimme Gimme Something was a good band too. Um, there was this band called Union 13. They were from LA and they rhymed and they uh, they sung in Spanish. And I got to see them twice. They were signed to Epitaph. Really good band. I like them. Uh, I want to say a little bit of L7. And L7 is a little bit of punk rock, kind of grunge. They're a good band too. I like them. Um, and, and it just got influenced listening to different bands and, and it's one thing to say that punk rock is is um, also a way of life I guess if you ever see that movie LCLSLC Punk look, see that movie it's a great soundtrack too um there's pretty much it's pretty much about these two guys that are punk rockers in the 80s and I don't want to give it away but it, I work with this guy who's IT and he has his rancid shirt and I started talking to him and I was like you like this band you like this band he's like yeah I was like man this guy's an IT guy that's a punk rocker think about think about that guys People that are in the corporate world listen to punk rock. Crazy. Crazy because when you're young, you're like, I'm not going to go to college. I'm not going to do shit. I'm just going to be a punk rocker. And this guy's an IT guy. And he's, he likes punk rock. So that's one thing, you know, I, I like, wow. You know what I mean? I guess I'm in the corporate world myself. You know, since I worked there. But, yeah, my punk rock. I went to a bunch of punk rock bands. But it, it would always, it's always going to be one of my teenage memories is listening to this music and just getting drunk, getting high, and not giving a shit. When you're a kid, you have no responsibilities but to go to high school and get good grades. Or if you have a part-time job, go to it. So, but going back to the Misfits, so I had said that they have, they're very influential. So Metallica liked them, um, Megadeth liked them, I guess, well, Megadeth, Dave Mustang was in, in Metallica at one point, but uh, Cliff Burton's The Bases was really, it was a real big time uh, Misfits fan. A lot of mainstream bands were influenced by, um, by the Misfits, believe it or not. Um, just to name a few, uh, 
Tool says he was influenced by uh, by the Misfits. Um, who else? Who else was influenced by them? Um, I think I want to say the Butthole Surfers. I think we're influenced by them, but Butthole Surfers has been around right about this little bit later. Maybe it's not the Butthole Surfers. Maybe I'm I'm thinking of another band that that was influenced by by the Misfits. Uh, shit, no effects. Anyways, these guys here, uh, Green Day, I'm sure they were influenced by Misfits. You know, with no effects. You punch this middle finger, not just a singer in a band. That's the punk rock guy from the Punkin Tuplick album. And this is another good band. Subhumans from England. Another band that I liked a lot was Circle Jerks. The Germs too. The Circle Jerks were amazing. Um, you know, uh, I was listening to Lo uh, Lo uh, Cohen Lore. He was a hip-hop executive. And he did a show with the Circle Jerks and uh, the Dead Kennedys. I, I want to say the Dead Kennedys. So it was like a hip-hop show. It was, it was a punk rock show with Run DMC in it. Well, you imagine going to a show and Run DMC is is coming out to all these punk rock bands. Crazy. But he his whole he was a promoter first. So his whole deal was if he had uh, enough people to, to headline oh uh, Black Flag. So it was Black Flag and it was uh, Circle Jerks and another band and it was Run DMC. So, and he was charging 10 bucks to get in. So he rented this hall and uh, he made 40 grand or some, some crazy number and a lot of people went. Like he promoted that pretty good to where people went and artists got signed. And no one had heard of Run DMC because they came from New York. He had this in the California. California uh, was where he had the, the, the concert that he promoted. Anyways, this is the Michael Grace version of 
the Misfits. And they did a hell of a show. So when Michael Graves did the Glenn Danzig songs from Misfits, he sounded just like him. Not gonna, I'm not gonna lie, he sounded just like him. I was like, what? He did. He was really close to sounding like Glenn Danzig. But Michael Graves has his own style, though. And he still has, uh, he's still doing his thing. He has his solo albums and stuff. I would sure like to see him come back and just do these two albums. I thought this was a great album. I thought the American, uh, it was the second album. Um, I thought the second album was pretty good too. Which is, it's American Cycle, the first one. The second one is Monsters? Is it called Monsters? I think it's called Monsters. Um, that's a great one with him. I already didn't care for the Misfits uh, with just Jerry Oni and the guy from uh, Black Flag. I really didn't. I really didn't care for it. Mike Cadenza was a guitarist. I think it's maybe it's Black Flag, maybe better. I don't know. But when I saw them, I saw them in 2012. And he did some songs from Black Flag, and it, of course he did the Misfits with Jerry Oni singing. But sorry, um, Jerry Oni needs to have a singer. He can't do it everything on his own, you know. I mean, he's a good backup singer to, to sing. You know, sorry, Jerry, I'm not disrespecting you. I just think that you doing the bass and any of you did do the songwriting to some of those songs. Amazing songwriter, but and I, I mean, you did. You also did uh, some misfits with Michael Graves. You sang them, but I think that it would be better if you had a singer. That way, you can focus more on doing bass than doing the backup vocals. But I am a big fan, and I got some of those albums. The the nineteen, the one he did one with the fifties, that one, and then he did another one. Uh, what was it called? Um, it has uh, the scuts in there where it has the crimson ghost in the front, kind of like a cartoon character. Anyways, um, so yeah, the Misfits were a big influence, and me too. I I used to play their songs all the time. Um, so I mean, I might go to the punk rock bow fest. If anyone decides to go, let me know. Meet up with you over there. It's in Vegas, May 25th gonna be the uh, it's gonna be in Vegas this is rancid here they became really big on MTV so when MTV started none of these punk rock bands were on it but then you had rancid Green Day and um, offspring that came out on MTV and people were calling We're calling rancid sellouts. Excuse me, but they're they're just take they're going with the they're going with the flow. They're you know they're not sellouts because they've been doing music for a while. So you can't just say they're sellouts. They're still doing punk rock to this day. They're still together. So that's an amazing thing. It's, it's cool. Well, that is my talk of punk rock. Um, I want to give out a shout out to all the people that influenced me. I want to give a shout out to the bands that I love, you know, all those bands that I listened to growing up, starting with the Misfits, the Ramones, Snowfix, 
Pennywise, Social Distortion, Face to Face, Operation Ivy, um, GBH, Seven Seconds, Exploited. Um, who else am I thinking? Um, Black Flag. Uh, who else? Who else? Who else? Who else am I missing? Suicide Machines, Voodoo Glow Scars, Union 13, um, Butthole Surfers, um, The Germs, Circle Jerks, um, Bear Face, um, Minor Threads, Bad Brains, uh, Dead Kennedys, Agent Orange, um, let's see who else? Those am I leaving now? Suicidal Tendencies. Um, let's see here. Who am I missing? Fugazi. Uh, let's see here. Keep going and going and going and going and going. Um, let's see here. Who else am I missing? All of the bands that I forgot. I'm still a fan. The New Misfits as well. Um, Sam Hain, first album, with Glenn Danzig, um, Sex Pistols, um, Chaos UK, um, who else were they? Say Offspring, them two, um, who else am I missing? Who else am I missing? Iggy Pop, The Dam. Oh, The Dam is going to be there. They're going to be at the Punk Rock. Uh, Iggy Pop and the Stooges. They're one of the first Punk Rock pioneers. Um, but yeah, The Dam is going to be there. The Vandals. Can't forget about the Vandals. Um, who else am I missing? Um, the Milkmen. Them too. Um... I want to say the Beastie Boys too. The Beastie Boys were punk rock before they made it. Um, and who else was punk rock too? Um, I think that's it. <laughs> I'm thinking too much. Anyways, this is my punk rock episode. I hope you enjoyed it. We'll talk some other genre some other time. This is one of my biggest influences in my life as far as music goes. Uh, we'll do one of hip-hop. My love for hip-hop. My favorite artist. And uh, we're going to keep it going. Stay tuned, y'all. Y'all have a good day wherever you're at. Y'all have a good night wherever you're at. Peace. <laughs>